What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Russ, man, so sorry to uh, miss you on the roundtable this week. Yeah, could be here, man. I was listening to you as you guys were driving down the road, as I was driving down the road, though. Yeah, man, but I knew you had to be where you had to be. You were with family and uh, paying your respects. Um, it was a sad time, but it was also a celebration. Right. Well, it just kind of let you into what Joey's talking about. My dad recently died, died on July the 3rd, and we were going down to his funeral down in South Alabama. And, yeah, I, I hated not being here and to be able to to, to share but I love the fact that I got a chance to spend time with family, people I hadn't seen in a long time. And for those of you who have had a, a parent pass um, or graduate, um, to, uh, I think you know what I'm feeling. You know the, the challenges that go along with that. But one of the be best blessings I could have is that right before my dad died, he, he committed his life to Christ. And so I know at some point in time, you know, I'll be laughing and joking about uh, things that we did. Um, on this side of death. Well, and, and I got a chance to come down to the funeral on Friday. And man, I just want to tell you, you absolutely blew your eulogy out of the park. It was one of the most amazing, um, honorable times that I've ever heard somebody share about their father. Your dad was looking down and he was saying he was so proud of you mm. for those words and how you how you led the family to celebrate his life. So I, I just want to say um, that was pretty amazing. <laughs> well, that, talking is never hard for me, but I will say that was probably the toughest talk I've ever had to give, but one of the more exciting one, one exciting ones because I got to share the story of him coming to Christ. And there's a lot of people who knew him in his life that would have never thought that that would have happened. And I think that was a, a true blessing, but definitely difficult to get through that and grateful that you got to come down. And I really appreciate you doing it. And I, I'm grateful as you're listening to this to share this with you, because I, I see and feel that each one of you are just an extended part of our family. And there's so many things that we get to share on this podcast. And I definitely would hate that I didn't share this with you, but also kind of moving on a different note, the talking about sharing, right? This podcast episode is we're going deeper into another, you know, topic of how do we become financially free and some of the steps we have to take. Sometimes we're sharing things with people that we, we value their um, opinions of. And today's episode is how do we share the infinite banking concept with our CPA? Yeah, we, we got to share uh, all of our takes on why you should share with your CPA, how you should share, share with your CPA and what light um, how do you position this? What is their role in that process? Lots of really cool takeaways, but also just to help you kind of have that comfort level when you step into that position and, and are sharing this with them. 
some key things you can do and take away from that. So without further ado, let's belly up. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now, here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Welcome into this week's episode of the Financial Freedom Roundtable. I'm Joey Murray, the Italian Stallion, joined as always with the best coaches in the industry at this roundtable. To my right, we have downtown Ernie Brown. Ernie, welcome. Joey, thank you. Glad to be here. Moved up in the batting order of introductions. You did. Unfortunately, the idea guy could not be with us today. The idea guy is absent. Absent, but not in spirit. We're with you, for us, wherever you are. And along with me, we have our other two coaches across the table from us. We have our resident pilot. He will bring you safely home to financial freedom, Mark the Gooch Haraguchi. Mark, how are you? Doing great, guys. Good afternoon. Let's do this. So good to see you, brother. All right. And not last but not least, we have the man with the million dollar smile, Mr. Incredible, J.D. Hill. That was the best intro ever. Thank you. And to answer the question that you didn't ask, but I know you were thinking, how well am I doing? If I were any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> that is how well I'm doing. I knew it. <laughs> well, guys, as always, I'm glad to be with you. And for those of you listening in, we are talking about a very um, important subject. We're talking about how to bring up the subject matter of infinite banking with your CPA. Now, when I bring that, when I say that first sentence, guys, I want your first take. JD, I'm going to start with you. When you hear that, what do you think? I'm, I'm really glad you start with me. Uh, when I hear that, I think, avoid it, avoid it entirely until they bring it up. <laughs> Wait, so That's my first take. All right, I'm going to have to come back to you on that one because that, that kind of leaves a bunch of questions in my mind. Ernie, how about you? Are, do you ever, are, you, are you wired in a way where maybe when you were a kid, did you like to get away with things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I wasn't that way, but that's good to know about you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to move away from me. It's okay. So here, I, I was, was that way thinking. too. If, if you implemented the infinite banking concept in your family, you got this thing going and, and, it, and it's time to sit down with your CPA and they're looking through everything. If you didn't bring it up, with your, would your CPA know that you had implemented the infinite banking concept at all? Interesting. Okay. Absolutely not. Which I think is a really interesting point because when we talk with people, it's like, well, I, I got to go tell my CPA about this. He's like, do you want to get away with something? <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, so I think most people would probably think that there's something that involves their CPA and that's why they have to go talk to them. But you're saying, wait a minute, you're, that's a misnomer. Yeah. I'm not saying that you want to get away with it. I'm not saying that you don't want to talk to them at all, but just an observation. It's, it's not like it's going to be, there's few things go, that, that you can do that is unseen. And this would, 
This is an interesting. When I was thinking about it, I thought that was interesting. Well, take it one further. I know we're going to go deeper on this in a minute, but does you, do you have to always go to your CPA to tell them how much money you're putting in the bank? How much you're saving, putting aside? Great question. Does it ever involve any sort of tax forms for them to know how much you're putting in your savings account? Good question. No, no, no. Okay, Mark, your first take on the question. I think I have a different lens because my answer is very patiently and I'm going to have to tell them several times. <laughs> mm. Okay, so you're thinking about it from what standpoint of education, like making sure that they know what you're doing? Right. The, the, the only reason I spoke to my CPA about any facet of the infinite banking concept was because there was a portion of the process that I was implementing that I needed to get my CPA on board with so that we could do our taxes or we could, so that we could do my taxes the right way. That was the only reason I spoke to my CPA. I didn't, I, I wasn't going for permission because that's not their job to give me permission to do that. So you're, you're also putting it in the lens of after I've done, I've already started my process of infinite banking, I'm going to speak to my accountant. I'm going to bring them up to speed on what I'm doing, but you're not looking for their permission per se. Exactly. Okay. I just need to educate them on a specific piece and, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later about what I was trying to do, why I needed them to understand what I was doing. Okay. See, I, I, when I first heard this, it hit me differently. I was thinking about it as people who get introduced to this, they get fired up. They, they think, man, this is so, this is so cool. Almost too cool. Like almost where I need somebody who's an objective third party to come and like, just check the box and say, yeah, I'm not crazy. I'm not getting sold. And I'm, I'm, I might as well just check with my CPA just, just to, just to be sure. That was the way I was thinking about it. And, and to me, there's a lot of hidden traps with that. Um, both for the CPA, <laughs> you're kind of putting them in a bad position because chances are they don't know anything about this. Um, and you're also putting yourself in position of, you know, asking somebody without experience and with, without that kind of, um, with, without that take. So anyways, that was just the way I was first thinking about it. Um, Mark, go a little bit deeper on when you say, Hey, this is, I'm going to have to bring them up to speed and, and what that process was for you. My specific scenario was I was managing the money coming from my policy. So I was taking a policy loan personally, then lending it to my business. And then my business was using those funds to acquire passive income uh, generating assets. And then that money had to flow back through because there had to be repayments. So I needed to coordinate with my CPA what I was doing to number one, make sure that it was legal. Number two, make sure that we were both on the same page of the legality. And number three, are we documenting this the right way? Because if, heaven forbid, there should ever be an audit, I need my CPA on board with what I'm doing. That's not the time to be like, oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> here's this little thing I didn't tell you I was doing and now go defend me on it. No, yeah. I, I wanted them on board from the start so that they could validate that specific piece of my, my process. They weren't validating my concept. They were validating that piece of the process. Okay. So I like which way you're going here. You only in, involved the CPA in the situation where tax was involved. 
that is 100% correct. Okay. Because I'm, as we're actually doing this, uh, Anna, I'm giving you a shout out here, mentioned like, why would I want to speak to my CPA in the first place and tell them about whole life policies and IBC? To your point, Anna, it's exactly what we were saying before. There is no part of this process that requires a CPA's um, input. And so, but, but there are times like, for instance, what you're saying, Mark, where you need to make sure that you and your CPA are on the same page with what you're expecting, how you're expecting them to treat you from a tax situation. What, yep. other, what other reasons would people be using uh, their CPA or talking to CPA about IBC? What, what, what other ideas you guys have? I mean, I think, um, you know, when you start to consider the uh, level of contribution, right, that you can put inside of one of these policies, it, it far exceeds that of um, the limits on an IRA or the limits to, um, you know, a 401k or any other uh, qualified plan, right, because the contribution limits are essentially unlimited uh, based on what you qualify for, not some predetermined set number by the government. And so I think when you start to, to consider those, those contributions, naturally the question becomes, well, can I deduct this premium, right? And so that becomes a question that people would take to their CPA of, hey, I'm considering doing this and I'm considering putting, you know, 10 or 30 or 50 or 100 or 200,000 or whatever the number is a year into one of these uh, uh, infinite banking policies, can I deduct this premium? And so I think that would, you know, create this, um, initiate, uh, uh, initiative or, or this um, uh, perspective of needing to go to my CPA to now engage them in this conversation. Gotcha. Yeah. And in that vein, the, the idea of, of the ability to put large sums of money into those things, I mean, how often have we heard of people whose CPAs have been counseling them who their role is accounting and in tax preparation. And so we're, we're looking to mitigate taxes and these qualified plans create, <laughs> it takes some of that, some of that income off the table for so many years. And then people come and implement this process. And a lot of times they're finding better residing places for that cash than in those retirement plans. And so now there's a little bit of a, the CPA has been saying, Hey, we can, we can reduce your tax liability this year by putting money into these retirement plans but now you've gone and taken this money and put it somewhere else. We've got a problem from what we were doing before. And so in the, in the nature of, of tax and contributions, I think that becomes a conversation. That's a good point. I think, so, the, 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 sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Topic I would jump in on that one is to JD's point of, hey, I, I want to put, you know, X amount into this policy. You know, what do you think? Well, that might be a great time actually to speak to your CPA and say, hey, can you help me double check my books? Double check the cash flows, double check where my money's coming through because this is how much I'm seeing that I've got available to do this. Can you quality control my math? Show me and help me validate that, okay, yes, I do have those funds, awesome. I'm gonna go ahead and use those then because now you're, you, you really are leveraging the talent of your CPA in helping you decipher those numbers and move through them and figure out where's the money hiding, where is it residing? So let's leverage the best of what our talents and our, our skill sets are. So let's use that CPA when the time is appropriate for what we need. But also remember, they may not be the expert or the knowledge base that you are seeking for IBC, but they can help you with parts of it. 
That's a great point. Keep your CPA in their lane. I think you're doing them a disservice when you try to bring them into, like, for instance, most people are learning infinite banking over a period of time. True? Mm-hmm. Whether they're reading yes. a book, they're listening to our podcast for multiple months, potentially. I mean, they're taking courses uh, on this. We, we have IBC 101, IBC 201 within our financial MBA and all these, all these things, right? But then you're saying, hey, by the way, CPA, is this a good idea? Yes or no? I mean, that's just not fair. And, and to be honest, how many accountants don't, like, are okay with making mistakes? Yeah, I mean, they can't really, right? <laughs> they, they, they can't afford to make mistakes on your behalf. Like, yeah. This is not what they do. They do not yeah. make mistakes. Russ makes mistakes, okay? We, we allow him to make mistakes. But beyond that, the accountants are not, that's not what they do. Now, the other question I would have, I'm going to beat up on this in just a minute before we move to you, JD, on your answer. I want to go deeper on that. When people go to their accountant for, hey, this is a financial tool that I'm thinking is going to help me get to financial freedom faster. You're asking your accountant, here's, here's the, the qualifying question, and it could be anybody, not just your accountant. Is that person financially free? Is your accountant financially free? Are you taking advice from somebody who is where you want to be? If that's the case, like you got to start with that, right? And maybe your accountant is financially free and they're just, they just love doing taxes and audits or whatever, you know, for you. But they don't have to because they're financially free. If you don't know that, don't go to them and ask them if this is the best thing for you to become financially free. This, I just, I want to beat up on that a minute because man, it, it all depends on who you're asking for advice. Um, JD, let's jump into yours for a second. You say avoid this like the plague. Why, you why added in that world? in there. You added the, you added the plague in there. <laughs> well, I got I to gotta make it juicy here. Come on. Of course. Yes, yes. Um, well, I, look, I, I think um, people are uh, experts in, in certain spaces. Right, I know enough to be dangerous about accounting and taxes and bookkeeping, but I'm by no means qualified to be able to give real meaningful advice in that space. I know from my experience what I've done, right, from um, tax deductions and tax planning and those types of things. So I can speak from that perspective, but I can't speak from the overarching um, perspective of accounting and bookkeeping and, and, and tax planning and those types of things. And so I think. Generally, what happens is, um, you know, accountants oftentimes, unfortunately, they're at a disadvantage where they are helping people after a financial decision has already been made, right? Like, like they don't get the, the, the privilege or the luxury necessarily to be able to help you before you make a financial decision, meaning you've already made that decision. Then you come to them at the end of the year with all of your records of all of your financial decisions that you've made. And they're looking at this like, oh, I wish I could have been a part of this conversation before you made that decision because if we had done it differently, I could have saved you this in tax. <laughs> yes. Right? Yep. It's like I want to give credit and, and, and some, some empathy or, or whatever it is to, to accountants because I think they're at somewhat of a disadvantage because by and large, they're usually doing things after decisions have been made. Right? Um, and so, you know, when it comes to IBC, I think unless there's some familiarity with this concept in general for the accountant, this is generally something that's hard for them to get their arms around because they're just not familiar with it. And so naturally with things that are hard for people to get their arms around, they're not familiar with, we resort to 
um, things that we know and go away from things that we don't know. So we go to things like, well, you could have done a 401k or solo 401k, or you could have done an IRA or a SEP or a simple or what have you. And we could have saved taxes from this perspective. When that wasn't the purpose of IBC, it wasn't meant to save taxes. Right. And, and so yep. I tend to avoid it because I don't want to have an argument. Right. I don't, I don't want to be told what to do. Right. I don't want unsolicited advice necessarily. Uh, and, and so for me, I just, I tend to just want to avoid it altogether. Um, because again, recognizing that they're coming in after the fact. And I just, I would just rather just not have that uh, particular conversation. This podcast is amazing. Almost too amazing, Russ. There's too many ideas and I don't know where to get started creating passive income. Well, here's the thing, Joey. I think one of the things you need to consider in that statement is what is it costing you to not know? What is it costing you not to take action? I love the statement that says you don't have to be great to start. You just have to start to be great. If you're struggling on where to start, you have to know what type of investor you are. Know your investor DNA. And if you want to learn more about this, you can join us in our Passport Challenge at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport. Get started today. Well, let, let's flip the tables real quick, Mark. Um, your, your client comes to you and says, hey, by the way, this is what my attorney or my, my accountant has for my tax plan. Um, I just want to make sure you, you look it over and see if it looks right to you. How are you going to respond? I have no idea what that is because I am not a qualified tax professional, nor would I ever dream of wanting to be a qualified <laughs> tax professional on your behalf. I mean, th this is a simple thought, um, but probably, probably well, looks like Sanskrit to me, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Make you know, reasonable choices. Um, well, if I could, I, I, I want to circle back to like the, the right time to talk to your CPA. So example for me is, all right, I've got my, my IBC system set up. I'm on yep. my journey towards financial freedom and ensuring that. So I go and I find something I want to invest in. For this example, it was an ATM share. So I've got, I've got the resource. I'm going to leverage it. I'm going to go get my share. But I know there's going to be tax implications from that asset acquisition. And I know what's going to happen downrange. So rather than wait till, like JD said, wait till the end of the year and just dump truck all this stuff on my CPA's lap, I call her up and I be proactive and I'm not talking to her about IBC. I'm not talking to her about how I'm going to leverage the money out. Cause we've had that discussion several years ago. We've crossed that bridge, but now I am leveraging her skill set, her understanding of, Hey, if I go and acquire this, this is the background. This is the system. This is the depreciation. This is the income. What is going to be my, my, my exposure for taxes and whatnot and how can we mitigate? So I leverage her expertise where it's appropriate. I'm not leveraging her into a space that she never wanted to step into. She never wanted to hop into the IBC space with me and, and, and be my coach in that regard. That's right. So let's, let, let's, let, let's remember that, you know, CPAs, your coaches, what, wherever you're getting the information from, like, like we're saying here is qualify that leverage it to the best of its ability, but don't force someone into an area that they don't really want to be in. Well, I think if we can sum it up so far, what I've heard us all talking about is there's two buckets in which it's appropriate to, to talk to your CPA. One, when it has a, it's a tax related question, it has nothing really technically to do with IBC, but it is related to some function of using cash that may have come from your, your infinite banking system. 
right? And the second thing is what I would, I'll point out is that this is a, a great idea. Small business owners have this, they, they go to their accountant when they're learning this, they say, you know what, I'm, I'm excited about this. I want to run this by my CPA just to look at the forecast of cash flow, right? I'm looking to make sure that the dollars that I'm putting into this policy are sustainable, that and it may be their CFO or it may be their accountant, but at some point they're, they're looking for validation that the plan that they're considering is, is within their realm. And man, you're asking an accountant, you just give them the T-ball, just, just set it up for them, hit a home run, right? Because that's their lane. So that's the second bucket in my mind. So anything tax related, anything having to do with cash flows that they can help you with forecasting, is there anything else, Earn anybody want us to pipe in on that you would think would be a third reason somebody would talk to their accountant related to IBC? Not all at once. I, I don't have, I, I think, I think what Mark said at the very beginning when the, the accountant forecasting cash flows, like you just said, the, the accounting of this, the, the tax, when we do get in a position where we do have access to cash to lend to business activities, there are some benefits of creating uh, loan uh, interest expense deductions that a CPA can absolutely help with, which is that is a part of the process of infinite banking. And that is, in my opinion, the most worthy conversation to be had. And also one of the most compelling ways to get your CPA on board <laughs> with the idea of infinite banking is look at what this, this opportunity, look at what this pool of cash used in this way created for me. And I think that's a powerful teaching moment. No doubt. Any other reason, JD, that you can think of people would address their account around this? Man, I think that's that's actually really solid, Ernie, what you just said. It's kind of an aha moment for me. It's it's um, having the conversation after the fact because now they're having to help you reconcile the results of what you're getting, right? Which is so powerful to help you because because then that naturally then elicits questions on their behalf or from them rather. Like, well, what are you doing again? How are you using, right? Like it creates a different question from a different perspective. They're wanting to understand the how you're doing what you're doing um, rather than just what are you doing. No and, doubt. And so, and so I, I think that that was just, that was really powerful. Uh, I don't know if you, if you saw the question from the audience member that we have. Um, yes. I, did you, did you I, see I, that I question? Was about to bring, uh, bring, bring light to that. We, we do have a question from the audience. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll read it. How long did you have to search in or train to find a CPA who could help you with IBC? Hmm. I'll answer that. Um, it was very easy because when I was working with Russ, he already had an accountant who had already bought policies from him. So it was, it was like ridiculously easy for me. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder just, who asked that question. <laughs> JD, <laughs> what about you? Uh you know, I, I haven't, um, like my CPA is kind of, uh, neutral on, on the matter. She's not necessarily for it or against it. Um, and, and so I don't get a lot of questions or pushback on what I'm doing in that particular space. Um, she's an older gal. She's been doing, um, accounting for 30 plus years. And I think she's, she's getting ready to retire. So she just doesn't have the headspace or the mind share to even engage in those types of conversations. 
uh, I'm sure I'll be moving over to uh, the same accountant that um, basically everybody at Wealth Without Wall Street uses uh, soon. Um, but uh, so I, I, I haven't really had to approach that conversation, thank goodness. Well, and obviously Ernie, you know, he immediately got brought into the fold as well. Mark, you had to train your CPA, it sounds like. So it wasn't like you had to search for one. Well, I, I, I got very, very fortunate. The, the, the group that I work with, um, the, the, the lady who was assigned to me, we've been working for several years. And so as we started, impl- as I started implementing this and using it throughout, I, I never had to explain to her what the infinite banking concept was. I never dreamed of doing it. I never wanted to do it, nor do I want to do it. That's not my job because she she hasn't told me that she has a problem that she would like for me to help her solve. (laughs) Actually, Mark, it is your job to tell people about IBC. I'm just, this is, this is part of what you're doing as a financial freedom coach. You're helping people on this path. It's a step in the path for crying out loud. If you're not going door to door, Mark, telling people about IBC. (laughs) But it was, it, it was great because when I, when, when, when I, really started implementing and we started going through this strategy of, and we, we've got it inside the community, right? Anthony Faso, one of our uh, other CPAs that we know, did a nice webinar course for us of how to take a loan from your policy and then properly um, annotate it. So that took actually like about three or four iterations of conversations with my CPA to be able to share with her, okay, what, what exactly are you doing, Mark? All right, so here's what I'm doing. I'm taking a loan from the life insurance company. I'm leveraging against my policy and then I'm going to take that loan and lend it to my company and off I go. And it was just having to map that out with her and go through it. And it wasn't that she was saying, oh my gosh, you patently cannot do this. She said, I'm just trying to understand the moving pieces of the puzzle to make sure I can validate this. Yep. And so it wasn't a, she surely didn't say this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. as we had talked about last time. But, <laughs> um, but it, it did take a couple of times talking through it, which is no different than when we learn about IBC, right? We've got to hear it a couple times and work through it, see some examples. And so that's why my initial take was patiently and several times. I love it. Because well, that's they a, need to be your champion as well. That's a great relationship that you've outlined there. And JD, I know you and I were talking ahead of time about one of your clients recently was talking to their accountant about some decisions they were making. So let's round it out with this um, story and and then and finalize this. Yeah. So um, you know, which I I find it interesting, right? And it's it, you know, it's a wise man has many counselors, right? So I, I think. Um, seeking counsel and seeking wisdom from other people is is absolutely wise, right? And you absolutely should do that in the context of what we're trying to solve for, which is so important, right? Like I can't come to Joey and say, hey, Joey, should I buy a hammer? Hopefully Joey's a good enough friend to say, well, what do you need a hammer for, right? Don't ask <laughs> Not Joey just say, where to get haircuts either. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I, I think like, context is so important um, because absent of context, then the, the content, right? Well, what you're really trying to solve for, you know, becomes lost or, or fuzzy. Um, and, and so he's, he's asking his CPA, um, for not necessarily permission, which I think is important is that we're not asking for permission of, of what we can do, right? We're, we're asking for guidance on, does this fit in the overall strategy? And this is a, a very successful business owner. He's got multiple businesses. He's got great cash flow. And really what he was doing was just checking in to say, hey, look, I want to do this. And 
do I have enough capital to be able to dump all this cash into my policy and use this effectively was, was sort of the conversation between he and his CPA. And of course, his CPA endorsed and said, yeah, absolutely. And so he wasn't asking his CPA for permission, right, to do IBC. He was asking his CPA, do I have, like, help me understand my cash flows to be able to make this decision more uh, efficiently and effectively so I know I'm making a good decision uh, and funding it correctly. That's awesome. Yeah, again, using the strengths of your advisor. I love that. Um, and, and in the end, guys, what we're talking about here is financial freedom. Infinite banking, as we all know, we've talked about this on the show multiple times, is a step in the process. It is a necessary part of building that opportunity fund that will then lead to the passive income opportunities. And you all have an opportunity. If, if, this is kind of new, so I want to continue to bring it up. We've, we've built out courses. If you've never heard about this, if you are learning about this for the first time, we want to introduce you into our Passport Challenge. You can go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash passport, and you will gain access to get the clearest picture of what financial freedom is for you. If you don't have that, infinite banking doesn't matter. True or false, Mark? Got to know where you're going, man. I can't help you pack the bag. <laughs> I always like asking you that because I love that, that idea. I can't help you pack your bag if you don't tell me where you're headed. So <laughs> get, get clear with your goal. The passport is there to make provide clarity. And then secondly, step into our Pathfinder course where you know what sort of investor you are what your strengths and weaknesses are, how you see the world so that you can match up the top two passive income streams that would fit for you. Do you need a partner? Do you not? Can you go solo? These are questions that you answer for yourself. And then you lead to all these other aspects of how do you control your steps to financial freedom? What levers can you pull to get there faster? And it, it comes all full circle when you meet with one of these coaches. When you sit down with them and they can point blank tell you, look, when you do this, you fill out um, your top passive income source and you go down this path, we can get you there in six years. We can get you there in three years. When you see that, I mean, you are, you are motivated to start making it happen. You're no longer stuck on the retirement train that everybody around you is. And they're deferring their life until some hope strategy takes over. You can take control and you need a coach at the end of the day. That's why we bring these guys around the table every single week so that you get to hear from them. And by the way, that's the last piece is the support. The, the support piece is that last step in becoming financially free. And you have a chance to be a part of our inner circle. If you want to learn more about that, go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash inner circle which is where we're heading in just a minute to go deeper in this subject and to get people on the freedom train. As always, thanks for listening in to this episode and have a great day. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.